All right, so this one is uh, not going to be a positive show. I think we can be confident in saying that. The Avalanche are a team in chaos right now. And how long will this go on for? We'll talk about that and a lot more on today's episode of Locked on Avalanche. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure to check us out on social media outlets. LOPN underscore Avalanche on X, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at Gmail dot com and follow us over on our youtube channel hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live and make sure you are signing up to our subtext link to that is in the show notes below when you do you become one of our very special insiders where you chat with kyle and i one-on-one and give your opinions on what's going on with the avalanche the games predictions and we read that stuff uh on the air so Today, Kyle, as you can see on our rundown, there was a good bit of avalanche news uh, coming out of the franchise. Pavel Francos, done for the season, likely done, we would say. We'll, we'll talk about that as, as, you know, I say likely done for the avalanche forever. We'll see. We'll talk about that. But we have to start with just the avalanche in general right now, Kyle. Uh, it's, it's like I said in the beginning, it, it's a team in chaos right now. And it's a team that just seems to have lost its, I don't know what, um, as Austin Powers would say. <laughs> it's it's tough. It's tough because they 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 are struggling in every aspect of the game. If this was just something where you are struggling to score, okay, that's what you need to correct. If it was something where you're just struggling on the defensive side, tighten up on defense. If it's something where you're struggling, you know, your goal goalie is struggling, help your goalie out. But when all of those things are going on at the same time, now you're putting out fires all over the place. And when you put one out, another one seems to pop up. And that's where the Avalanche are right now. That game against St. Louis is just a microcosm of what's been going on after that 6-0 start. The 6-0 start is saving them right now as far as in the standings and and making you feel like, yeah, this team can win, but it's all about the here and now. And what's going on right now is a lot of struggling for the Avalanche in so many different avenues of the team. I woke up on Sunday morning, brushing my teeth. My daughter walks by and says, Dad, your beard is very gray. I said, my dear. I just watched the Colorado Avalanche lose 8-2 to two against the St. Louis Blues. Of yeah. course my beard is gray. And you can hear from comments from Jared Bednar. Honestly, the team in general, they are frustrated with themselves and they don't know where to start on plugging the holes in this sinking ship. It's yeah. embarrassing. And honestly, when was the last time you seen Ball Arena file out before the third period? Yeah. It's you don't you don't really see it because you you always have like faith that this team can make a game of something. Right. And even if they're down two or three goals going into the last period, 
Um, nobody leaves because this team can rattle off a couple goals in a minute or two. Um, that wasn't going to happen against St. Louis. They're so far out of it. But you're right. Like, you don't hear the boo birds. You don't see empty seats much before zeros are on the board. And you also don't hear Jared Bednar speak the yeah. way that he did at that press conference. That was that was completely new. He is he is always a calm, cool, and collected dude. And he was. He was very calm, cool, and collected, but it had a little, not a little, I should take that back. A lot of finger pointing. And he didn't he didn't name call. He didn't say specifically players. He didn't say them by name. But they knew because you really can just say all of them. Yeah. You don't have to call them out by name because it's all of them. And I've never seen him like that. It's not that he was like over dramatic, but he was the the anger was in his voice and on his face. And it that you're right. I mean, the players were saying the same things too. But this is just, if you haven't seen that, the, you know, he's done a, a couple of press conferences since then since then. But the one right after the game, go watch that. Not happy. So I don't know, man. Like it's we we could be sitting here talking about individual plays and and you know what they missed assignments on this play or that play. I don't have like normally I have a ton of tabs up on my computer right now with a ton of stats. None of that junk matters right now. This is in their heads, and they have to get out of their own heads and remember what they did a couple years ago because a lot of that team is still here. Sure, you have some new guys. But man, this is now. Now this is just how they're they're they are overthinking absolutely everything right now, and that will mess with your game. Doesn't matter what sport you're playing in. You know, when you hear Jared Bednar spitting out salt and pepper to match those luscious locks of our head coach, <laughs> you know things are serious. He usually has a positive spin for everything, but you could tell this is a message that was being relayed to the team before that press conference happened. And this is, it's alarming. You know what? Saturdays are just bad days for the Colorado Avalanche. Just a week yeah. prior was the embarrassing Vegas game. The seven to nothing, just absolute, it was embarrassing. Yeah. And when you're looking at the, you know, NHL.com loves to do this, the last five, I'm tired of looking at two and three. Mm. And it's and it's like the, the wins are nice, the losses are such they're they're it's crazy it's abysmal they it just can't lose a close game yeah no it's a well they did against seattle you know that was a close game and they, and if that if that game went another 30 seconds and it goes into overtime and who knows you know what i mean a 3 on 3 is a crapshoot and the the uh shootouts are, are a crapshoot Let's just say they go they go into overtime and and they lose in one fashion or other, but they get a point and you're like okay and then the, the Blues game happens you're still upset about how they played in the Blues game but you got a point in your pocket from the day before so it's not all or but but you had three games at home this week and you won one of them yeah. one of them and and that's where you're supposed to like do your damage people are supposed to fear coming into Ball Arena and I'm not saying that they don't but, but people aren't fearing the Avalanche right now. And it doesn't matter where they're playing, but what, you know, Bednar, I hadn't heard him say that like my team gave up, my team quit. Yeah. You, I have never heard him say that. And I agree with him on both. I've never heard him say that because I genuinely don't feel like the avalanche ever quit. Even in that Vegas game, 
even the Vegas game where it was seven to nothing, maybe the last five minutes or so, like you're obviously going to, you're not going to go all out, but I saw for most of that game, that team, they, they, they didn't play well. You lost seven to nothing, but we had said for half of that game, they were looking good and they were only down two to nothing. And then the wheels just fell off for this game. It was like, wow, like what you gave up three in the first. Okay. That's not insurmountable. But in the third period, he clearly, everybody, including Jarbeno, obviously, was not happy with how they played. And it was. That was like a team that is used to losing, playing in a third period, knowing that they can't win the game and then just phoning it in. That was a bottom-dwelling team. And I don't, I don't, you know, that, that that's the Arizona Coyotes. That's the Chicago Blackhawks. That's how they played, knowing that they're going to lose that game. So why bother? You don't see that from a Colorado Avalanche team over the past five years, six years. You don't. Maybe more than that. Seven years. Maybe, maybe the first Jared Bednar season is the only season that you could say that. Ever since then, this team is a team that goes out there, tries hard, puts in the effort. And to see how they performed in the third was just like, wow. So... It's yeah. I feel like he's going to turn them around because this team is too good to, to continue this. But that that was that should have been an eye opener for everybody after those after, comments from him. After the Colorado Avalanche secured that NHL record for consecutive road wins, and the abysmal effort after that, it was get them back in ball arena, get them back in ball arena. Now that doesn't even look like it's going to be a saving grace for this team because now they look bad in ball arena. Are, are there any more international games you could play in Finland? Because we're running out of places to play. And it's scary because you're looking at Seattle again, not a kind place to the Colorado Avalanche. And you mentioned the quit factor. You could tell this team has quit because you have like spitfires like Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon who are not getting mad, not throwing sticks, not yelling and barking. They're just kind of taking their lumps, taking their shifts, and oh well, they yeah, they don't. It's it, you could see it in their body language. They don't have that that like burning desire to like they're they're getting down in every single game. Yep, every game they're they're giving up the first goal. So it's like you're you're constantly playing from behind. Which okay, like you don't. That's not ideal. But where is that that okay? Like oh, that, let's we gave up the first goal, and in a, a handful of those games that were like they've been playing well. And that's the sport of hockey where you're playing well and the other team gets the goal. So that should just turn up, crank up the heat even more for you. It's like, guys, like we're, we're playing as well. You know, we're playing much better than them. They got the first goal. Let's just amp it up even more. So you don't see that they don't go after, you know, the other team. They, they kind of let, they really, they're, they're not enforcing their will. They're not, if someone gets hit, they're letting it happen. It's a very odd thing to see right now. So I don't know if this is just something where it's like they've been good for, for so long. They just feel like that's going to win the day. Other teams have gotten better too. And other teams are coming after. Other teams know that you're a good team. So why are they going to you know, slow up just because it's the, the mighty Colorado Avalanche? No, that doesn't work. That does not work. So Nathan McKinnon had a really interesting uh, quote. And I want to read that and how that's it's it's kind of eye-opening. It's kind of where the Avalanche are at uh, right now. So we're going to read that next. But right now we are going to hear from eBay Motors. You got passion, drive, and patience. 
our patience is being tested right now. I can tell you that. Uh, that was, that's what brings home the winning trophy and is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Motors Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not burning cash. And with all of the parts that you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. All right, Nathan McKinnon, uh, Evan Rawl put this up. Um, he asked him about the quit word that uh, Jared Bednar was throwing around. And here was his response to it. Um, he said, I don't know. It's hard losing. He said losing 6-1. to one, Guys get the puck, and I think they're a little nervous maybe. The crowd's on us, and it's tough to make plays in that mindset for sure. So we've got to come with a clear head and have no fear of failure, no fear, no hesitation. And I just think, honestly, execution in that builds confidence, and that's how we get in our game. I think when you're frustrated and when you're not making plays, you're not going to read defensive plays right. I think everything kind of snowballs from there. There's a lot of truth to that, that you know, you grip the stick a little bit tighter when things aren't going your way and you're frustrated. But the part about the crowd... Yeah, kind of surprised me. Um, maybe he's not talking about himself. I hope he's not talking about himself because you're a veteran. You you've been like you should have nothing. You should have fear of nothing, including your own fan base. The fans are going to get on you. Let them get on you. They they deserve to get on you right now. But that shouldn't make you you feel. And and he might be true for some of these. But I don't. I'm trying to think in my head who. If, if you still had, like, Alex Newhook on this team, I'd say, like, yeah, probably a guy like that because they were on him since last year. Um, I, I got to think maybe he's thinking of, like, Drewen. It's got to be someone like Jonathan Drewen where if the crowd is getting on you, man, you got more problems than we thought because um, now it's it's in the locker room and it's out on the ice and it's out in the stands now. You can't let the crowd get, you know, can frustrate you to the point of, not being able to to play your style of game. This is this is where I would say hi. Yeah, this is a Shaggy Von Doom locked on Avalanche. Nathan McKinnon. Um, if the crowd is bothering you, what was your recipe for success in the bubble where there was no crowd? <laughs> I'll yeah, take your you answer off the air. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's you can't let that be a defining factor either. No, it it should be like again. This was in Ball Arena. They should be cheering you and that should be something you're feeding off of that's what we talk about in every the home cooking that arena ball late ball arena is electric this is what you want right that shouldn't be a detractor no. and you're talking about six to one i haven't met one member of the arena that's going to help you put a goal in the net and keep a goal out of your net that's on you that's what we are like the Colorado Avalanche are paying you to do top to bottom lines one yeah. through four lines one through four on defense. 
That's what you are paid to do. And if the crowd is a factor and an excuse, that's the thing that I hate the most. That was excuses. No, this is a usual Nathan McKinnon response of, no, that's not us. Bad puck. We deserve it. We deserve deserve to be booed. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Like, we should be a better team. Like, you look at, no. Like, if you're giving us excuses, like, oh, I don't like Saturdays. I'm missing SNL. Like, no, come on. Give me, come on, Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. But it's weird. Like, the beginning of that is is about the crowd. I'm making it tough. Okay, fine. it's, It's a little difficult to wrap my head around that but the the second part of it is is accurate um you got to come in with a clear head have no fear of failure um that's another one where it's like man are there, there are there just guys on this team that are afraid to fail are afraid to play their game for fear of what for fearing getting yelled, yelled at by nathan mckinnon for fear of getting yelled at by by jared bednar I mean, if you fail and you're working your butt off, no one's gonna get get upset with you. If you're, it's it's like an error in baseball. Yeah, you know what I mean. If if it's an error where where you're you're working your butt off to make a play and it and it doesn't happen, but if it's like a mental lapse, those are the ones that you can't deal with. So, and everything right now is mental lapses for the Avalanche. They're they are they are severely lacking confidence, and right there he says it. He says, like, we're, we're basically afraid to fail. You got the puck on your stick, and you are afraid I'm going to turn this over. That is not where you want a team to be right now. And that's a twofold thing right there. That one, the entire quote is again to what we were talking about in the first segment giving up a quit and losing that fire. None of that sounds like there's fire. And talking about losing the, like, being scared to fail, that's. Yeah. Again, that sounds like an individual performance problem, and it doesn't sound like a team mindset. I don't know. I think it's both. I think, it, yeah, it's indi- definitely individual, but it's it's he because he, he also mentions lack of execution. They're not executing how they normally no. play. They're not. Those so, neutral zone passes are so horrendous. In the every, last the last answer. two games, Seattle and the St. Louis game, those neutral zone transitions and passes. Are they are just atrocious? And how are you supposed to gain any momentum when you are stumbling through a weird NHL follies tape to try and get your offense going? You just can't do it, and you're you're making it harder on yourself. Um, and I I'm hearing a lot of you know the for this game in particular with with, with uh, St. Louis the Ross Colton goal that he that he should have had like the kind of a wide open net it would have made the game one to one. And I'm hearing a lot of people like, oh, if he had made that, it might have been a different game. You're out of your mind if you think that. Sure, it would have been a tie game, and we're back to zero zero, and then it, it then it would have been a seven to one game. That that goal would have meant nothing, the way that this team is playing. And you can talk about you know momentum swinging and stuff like that. The Avalanche have zero momentum, none. They would have gotten a goal. St. Louis would have just gotten back to work, and we still would have had that same outcome. That goal would have done absolutely nothing. That's where the Avalanche are right now. And I've said it before, like when when they've had opportunities and they don't get them, you question when is the next one going to come right now. And it's kind of what Nathan McKinnon is saying. We're we're lacking confidence. We're not executing. They're not doing. There's no facet of the game right now where you're comfortable, where you feel good. The and even uh, the penalty kill was it. 
And maybe you're still hanging on to that for a little bit, but you had you've given up four shorthanded goals in the last two games or three games over. I don't know. You know there was two against. Uh, I think your mic's off. Fix your mic. But um, you're, you're giving up shorthanded goals now, so maybe your penalty kill is is still okay. But you're you're giving those up now. You're giving up power play goals. Like it's there. Like I said in the beginning, your 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 offense is struggling to to produce your defense is clearly struggling and that that's the weird thing is like these are not four to three games like you are getting blown out of the arena right now and if, that like this is go ahead yeah your special teams giving up to, like you're letting players get hat tricks off their shorthanded goals when's and the then, last time the Avs gave up two hat tricks in the same game when? and those power play goals that they're the Avs are letting go by them they're not in the garbage time when the you know, when the player is returning to ice full strength, it's like 15 seconds, 30 seconds into the power play, two passes and boom. Like that, there was, there was some power plays in that St. Louis game. Like as soon as they put up the graphic on who's going in the box, the goals in the net, it's, it's that bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, there's nothing redeemable. So the penalty kill that LOC used to shine on the penalty kill is now getting stinky. A little bit. Yeah, it is. It is. But I don't know, man. Like I, I, again, I'll go back to this is a rut that they're in right now. I don't think this continues for a full season. I don't think this is who the Avalanche are this year. Yeah, this is a a, a really tough stretch, and thank God for that six and zero start because yeah. they they would be Edmonton right now mm-hmm. if if they didn't have that six and zero start. And now you're you're needing the rest of the year to catch up. So. Um, I, I don't think this is this defines this team. I do think they overcome this stuff and and figure it out. I think they're too good. They have too much talent on this team for this to continue for a full season. So right now we can be mad and we have every right to be mad and right to be upset because this team is better than this. And it's just I think it's still you know early in the season struggles. I think it's you know you don't want it now. And I said before I give teams October. And, you know, if you have if this continues for all of November, this this whole season is going to be a struggle. I don't think that happens. I think the Avalanche are too good to continue this and they climb out of it. But no, right now it's what have you done for me lately? And what the Avs have done for us lately is nothing good. And look at your calendar. You're coming close to the quarter mark of the season. Like you have to get things corrected because we're coming up on American Thanksgiving and that's when you want to get things corrected because this is going to be a trend and an identity. And if the Avs are saying this publicly in press conferences and you're getting this from Jared Bednar, this is slowly becoming an identity instead of just a little road bump. And one other thing we got to talk about is uh, the goalie situation. What's going on uh, with Georgiev? And we know what's going on with Pablo Francois. So we'll talk about those two guys next. Right now, we are going to talk about Sleeper. It is the best daily fantasy sports app around. Is it not, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom? I use it all the time. It is one of the easiest apps that I use. You cannot beat it. And a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Maybe the Avalanche just scoring a goal is one of them. That would be nice. Uh, Who could hoist the Stanley Cup? Could it still be the Avalanche? I think right now, even though they're struggling, sure. Let's. I think we can still throw them in there. I will. Anyway, 
Uh, and you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. And Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Nathan McKinnon or Kale McCarr will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in any given game. So use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply that code is locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use and details and locational availability. Um, so yeah, remember like the first week of the season, Alexander Georgiev was the second star of, of the league. Nope. Could have been the first star of the league. I mean, he, he was on fire. Um, it's tough. It's tough watching him go through this right now because, you know, we talked about the mental game. Um, and I think the mental game is amped up even more so for goalies and with as much as he's letting in that that's, that's really, really that you don't want a goalie in the mindset he's in right now, because now it's any shot that's directed towards me. I just hope I can save this thing. He has love, a sub 90% save and that's not where you want to be. So, and I've been seeing the nickname <clears throat> for floating around because four goal minimum that's it's not what you want minimum um i don't know like it's tough it's tough watching him right now because goals he should be saving and did save last year are not going through he went through a little rut last year he did um they had that seven eight game losing streak and there was a lot of struggles and he came out of it so you're not ready to throw the towel in him by any stretch of the imagination but he's gonna have to be the guy because we found out pavo francos is done for the year. We thought that could be a possibility, but when a guy is ruled out for a while at the beginning of the season, you kind of feel like, well, he's got all year to come back. Maybe at some point in the year, maybe towards the end of the year, he, he makes his debut after like the trade deadline or something like that. Um, that's not the case for him. So he is done and he could be done forever because this is the last year of his deal. Um, and he's, he's going he's, home. He's not, right. he's not hanging around. He's, he's not, not rehabbing. He's going home. Yeah. Um, so now, like, you have even more pressure on Georgiev. And Prosvetov has looked okay. Um, but Frankie was that guy that when you put him in, you just felt like he was as capable as your 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 top dog. And now that's gone. So what's it's, this mean? Oh, it's it's interesting. I'm glad they came out without with this news and not Landeskog news on top of this and on yeah, top of the Lekin, <laughs> and the Lekinen news on top of that. Let's yeah. just just really kick us while we're down here. But no, for I think this is going to be the end. I am the big Frankie guy. I love him to death. I loved when he would play, but it became of more of when he was not playing it was the mm-hmm. end of Frankie's tenure. It's going to be one of the greatest just sit around with your avalanche friends and say, man, what if we ever had a f- healthy Francois? Imagine what that would have looked like. That's going to be the conversation for the end of time. I don't think we'll ever see it. And I don't think we'll see him lace him up again. Yeah, uh, maybe not for the NHL. Um, you, n- you never know. 
mean, what's he, 33 years old? Yeah, he's the, he's an old, I think he's an old 34. Yeah. Um, I just had it right there. Uh, oh, wait, here it is, LTIR. He's 33, uh, but I don't know what his birthday is. So uh, you don't know. You don't know how that's going to – you just feel bad for the guy, though, because he just yeah. could not stay healthy over the course of the past several years. So now they got a, a backup situation. Hopefully, Prosvitov – you know, works out for them and can be that guy that they can rely on. But it's just the way things are going right now. Just everything is just bad. Um, they did sign Kiviranta to a deal. So he, you know, okay. Then I think he's been playing well. Like he earned that spot. And for a while, that fourth line was, was looking pretty good. It's been broken up a little bit because they're bringing up um, Logan O'Connor to the third line, but I think he's held his own. Uh, is he deserving of it? Sure. And is this going to move mountains? No, but I think it's kind of uh, you feel good for a guy like that. He gets a PTO, and now he's got a one-year deal. Yeah, he's looked okay for the Eagles. He's yeah. he hasn't been bad. So, I mean, honestly, who who could complain with a new face on this roster? Maybe this will fire up his line mates. Maybe this is the spark we need. But no, it's it's honestly with the luck in the news, it's needed at this point. Yeah, um, and then Sam Malinsky gets called up. That's concerning. Hmm. Okay. What what are we thinking about that, sir? Uh, Watching the end of that St. Louis game. Yeah. I'm curious to see what the lineups are going to look like because this is a short little trip. Curious to see what the lineups look like because there were some... I know there was... uh, Sam Gerrard was absent in practice. Manson, and I believe Taze was as well. So... I'm I'm curious what this team looks like health wise after that St. Louis because I you heard from Bednar this mm-hmm. team is dinged up and they're kind of hurting and you don't know the extent if it's overnight day to day week to week yeah. but guess what the Avalanche are injured stop me if you've heard that before yeah I will see what happens like um they they were calling up uh, Caleb Jones too. But he wasn't seeing any action. So is this just a you know placeholder on on a, a roster spot? Could be. Um, but are you really wanting to mess around with throwing in someone like Sam Malinsky right now just to get him some time the way that you're playing? Yeah, I, I don't I feel don't, like this is a so. for fun move. No, I think that. But but why not just bring Caleb Jones up again? Like I, I, I think I, I think I honestly know. both might be. I think Caleb's still up. I'm not mistaken. I don't think Caleb has gone they back. They didn't send him back down because because they sent Tufty back down again. But I don't. You're right. I don't. I, I, don't I think really that was a paper it. move. I think sure. T- I think Tufty's still up, and I think Caleb's still up, and I think yeah. Malinsky's still up. So again, I the roster when it gets dropped at yeah. five minutes before puck drop, I think it's going to be interesting. I I, we'll we'll see. <laughs> Things are just so in flux right now with this team, and I think I was just uh, mixing up Kiviranta and Olafson while I was talking about Kiviranta for some reason. That's how my mind is right now. I'm all over the place with like where this team is playing. Oh, I'm it was nice to see Olafson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm just you're upset right now watching this team because you know they're better than that. You know that they're better than what they're playing. So, and again, like bringing up like Malinsky, if he plays. It's not like, hey, kid, like, uh, you know, learn on the job. It's like, no, we need stuff out of you right now. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I don't think there's any like really 
uh, injuries or anything like that on the defensive end where they would make put slot him in anywhere. I think it's just a roster move right now. But right. man, I I have you... I just I saw I think T- Taser was slow towards the end of that game. Like he took a puck in a block shot and he was slow. And I believe Manson was also a little. I think he was gamed up, up a little bit. So I well, think there's something going on. Um, Jared Bednar did say at the his his press conference on Sunday that they wanted to have kind of like an intense practice, um, but they didn't have enough guys to to practice because a lot of guys are banged up. So you might be onto something there with uh, some some injuries that we don't see um, that. You know, the next day things start to tighten up. That could be that. So I don't know. It remains to be seen if we will see him. How do we think this game's going to go? It's kind of up in the air. I, I don't. Seattle matches up well with them. The Avs are in flux right now, but it's on the road. And we, you know, we've said before that sometimes that's the best thing that you need is just to get away from home, get some on the road games. I don't know if Seattle's the one right now. I'm not saying Seattle's this incredible team, but they've had your number. This we'll the. That you you would expect the Avalanche to be angry in this game and come out yeah. with a win, but with the injuries, who's going to be angry? If it's all fresh faces, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just got to be angry, just you know, from outsiders' point of view, basically, <laughs> right? All right, uh, we'll see how this thing goes. Hopefully, the Avs can get on track here because um, they're too good to keep this going for too long. But we shall see. Uh, but that'll wrap it up for today. Fire away in the comments section. Make sure you uh, subscribe to Subtext to let us know, and you'll have we'll read your comments on the air. Um, all right, that's going to wrap it up. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Hopefully, we can get a win. Go, Abs, go.